Hi everyone, my name is Melanie Thorley and this is Christy Santana and we are solicitors at MJT Law and welcome to another Lawcast. Yeah, we're back for another week yeah. uh, on a very, very dreary day. Very, very. Dreary week actually for that matter. Uh, yep. I'm not sure Queensland can lay claim to the sunny state anymore. No, it's been raining for a week guys, which is pretty unusual for us. Although no, we've just come out of a rain We've just went and we're into another one, but <laughs> yeah. nothing stops the law card. That's right. That's what Bring it on, about. baby. So what's on uh, what's on the I have two cases today. Um, the first one being a case from the Fair Work Commission. Well, not cases. I've got two things to talk two, about today. Two points. Two, two points. Two. Uh, the first one being from the Fair Work Commission. And this is about... Uh, University of Southern Queensland has mm -hmm. a lecturer who... Two things happened. First of all, um, the lecturer made an anti-bullying claim against the mm -hmm. university, um, trying to stop the supervisor from disparaging her. And they looked into this further. Um, and apparently, the lecturer has a permanent and irreversible medical condition. No which she required, she said she was required to work from home for the next five years. Next five years? Yeah. So in, in real effect, indefinitely, forever. Yeah. Because I mean, five years, what's going to change? It's in, a lot of time. Like, what's going to change on the fifth year? I have no gonna idea what's going to change. I, don't know. I have no idea, but this is a five year flexible working arrangement. Which, as we know, uh, seems just completely implausible because people aren't employed for five years i mean maybe the lecturing industry is a little bit different to most but i mean if you're an employee you don't really plan for a five year yeah i mean there was a little bit of argy-bargy in here about uh, we those of you who don't know lecturers are required to publish mm. it's it's the, the jobs are sort of twofold. The, being, in the uni, being in a university means you have to also research and publish as yeah. well as teach. Uh, it is a well-known fact that it's difficult to do both at the same time. Yeah. But it is a requirement and everybody knows that you have to do both at the same time. Uh, and from time to time there's a little bit of conflict around how much teaching versus how much research and publishing. Yeah, well you can imagine the types of person who might be motivated to go into that area might be more geared or might want to do more teaching than they do writing and vice versa. You might be one who really is there in academic to, to you know, explore your area of And knowledge. the only reason why they're teaching is because they have to. Because they have to. Yeah. Well, this, I, I can't comment on this person, but she, she complained that it was unreasonable work expectations to give, to, to do the student work and to do her own research work. And she got, she got more and more upset about this. And, uh, um, and at, at the end of the day, apparently she just, she had all this conflict and she asked for it. She had an irreversible and, and a, a permanent. Yeah. I'm not sure what the difference is. Cause it says permanent and irreversible. Cause if, if something is a permanent, <laughs> surely. If it's irreversible. It's permanent. Then it's permanent. Cause how, how would it ever not become uh, permanent? Yeah. It's kind of a weird one. Nevertheless, basically forever. It kind of says that I'm it, having this forever. Yeah, I, I've got this thing, and it and it's 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 happening, and it's and it's now, and it's happening forever. And uh, they said no. They said you could work until um, you can work from home until the next um, 
what do you call semester. it? Semester. Because didn't she didn't she work sort of teach half the year, write half the well, year, or something I think, like that? I, I think. Um, I think. Yeah, I think they do though. I think sometimes, mm. yeah. How lecturers work is a, is, is a bit of a mystery for most lay persons. But we, we come across it from time to mm. time and their contracts and the way they, they, they're on and they're off. A very, they're actually a very unique part of mm. the workforce. Mm. There are mm. actually a very disproportionate amount of strange cases that arise out of academic uh, academics compared yeah. to, considering how few of them there are. Yeah, and can, yeah in, in comparison a, to an office worker or chippy or mm. someone who works... Um, you know, it, it, it was only six months ago that we were talking about the uh, the chap in James Cook University yes. about uh, the working academic freedom. Yeah, such. and the working arrangements around that. Anyway, so the, uh, the the supervisor said, although he appreciated that she had health issues, he could not approve the application until 2026, but would instead approve the application until the start of semester. And the lecturer replied, um, warning that I've Refusing a reasonable work arrangement would be unwise. Now, I just wanted to unpack that a little mm. bit. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, we have these we have these clients from time to time who say quite appalling things, yeah, to their employer. Yep. And you and I are often in conflict about whether or not that warrants disciplinary action. Mm, as in, you might you might be talking about saying that's legitimate. As in, you. The employee's request or, or complaint or whatever it might be, whatever they're talking about, is legitimate. Yeah, but the, but way, the way in which they do it is 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 Yeah, and and for those who are who are not uh, across Australian workplace law, we have something called a general protections mm. in the Fair Work Act, which basically says an employee has a right to exercise a workplace right, make a complaint or inquiry about their job and not be adversely treated because of it. Adverse treatment could be anything from um, being made fearful for their job, being demoted mm. or even terminated. And Fundamentally, the protection against retribution. Yeah, yeah. And although I feel that it should be okay for employees to, to make complaints, I don't think tantrums are actually acceptable. No. And this kind of language, reasonable working management, would be unwise. I mean, this is a threat. It is a threat. And I don't think employees should be threatening their employers. But what to do about it? I mean, you and I have had this conversation a couple of times. And for those of you who are regular watchers of the Lawcast will know that often Chris and I are in conflict. Mm. We have different sensibilities about certain things. And uh, sometimes I say, nah this warrants disciplinary action, it has gone too far. And you would go, but you know, they're upset. Mm. Shouldn't they be allowed to be upset? And and just by virtue of overreacting to something which was already upsetting for them means they shouldn't get. I mean, it's an interesting... It, it, it's, it's a chicken and egg scenario in many ways, but I sort of tend to, to fall on the... I suppose being very risk averse mm. about the way I think employers should handle this situation is broadly yes. If 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 you want to take disciplinary action against someone who completely loses it and in a, in essence you're not actually disciplining them because of their workplace rights, it's actually because they called you a this and a that. Yeah, they've thrown a massive tantee, gone which, through the office, had a bit of a scream, maybe thrown something. Yeah, which it's the throwing of the thing that's <laughs> the problem. 
or the tantrum. <laughs> but the problem in lies... Proportionality. Proportionality as well as just, it's a facts issue. It's going to be when you, when you have to defend that dismissal, it, I think it can be quite difficult to displace whether you are, are you firing them or are you taking this reason because of the complaint or because of the thing and because they're happening at the same time. I mean, mindset is not one that we are. Yeah, look, it's, it is really tough. I, I think that um, it's funny because often I've got a really high level of tolerance when it comes to these things. Uh, we, we come across lots of different scenarios and I'm like, well, I wouldn't have fired for that. Mm. But actually, maybe it's my sensibilities because I don't like insubordination. Yeah, and this is what we're talking about. And, and yeah, that, that would push me, I think. Mm. And maybe that's why I think that this is, this is one step too far. But anyway, so nothing happened to her. Supervisor also allegedly repeated to attempt to coerce um, the lecturer to meet unreasonable work expectations. So we've got all this. So the, the Fair Work Commission dismissed the application. Um, and the commissioner Simpson said that she had demonstrated the tendency to make allegations of this nature readily. So we talk, she's we're got about, history. We've got a problem employee just kind of. It's just badgering their. their supervisor or manager whoever it might be um and i mean one of the things important to this case is sensibly the manager did very little after it was very from what i could tell it was very much water over ducks back you know this this employee was stuck, stuck to their guns just but didn't react didn't react yeah and sensibly they rejected the five year uh, working from home arrangement because I'm not sure any employer <laughs> could ever commit to that. And this is this is starting to happen now. It because is because of the global event. Yeah. Um, people are going back to work, and it's been two years to or but, well, it has actually been two, it's over two years. It's been over two years since it happened since the global event mm. kicked off for mm. Australia anyway. And there's a lot of people who purchased houses out somewhere organize their lives based on not working in the office and all of a sudden they're starting to be asked to come back and there's pushback mm, and no. we've talked a little bit about this well it's it, one it, i think it's just an unwise decision if taking her words don't don't move into the middle of nowhere thinking you're always going to be it was never going to be a forever <laughs> it's it, not a forever i don't think anyone i mean maybe it's, there's going to be an element of it moving forward for a long time you know there's this, know, this a, a transition, or, yeah, know, a bit of a hot desking, that sort of thing. But you're sure. going to be in the office. You're going to be in the office at some, some point. point. Yeah. Um, I think for most people, it's going to be either three or four days. Yeah, realistically, if not all the time. Yeah, you know, it's. it's I think very few companies are going to move to a one day a week or two day or yeah. day a week. I think it's going to be majority in the office. Of the well, it's cohesion of workforce. So that's that's part of the issue there. Mm. Um, Commissioner Simpson went on to say that um, the evidence overall demonstrated that the lecturer tended to overact and assume the worst of others. So mm. we've got a real conflict here with what Commissioner Simpson felt about this bullying application. Um, noting that the lecturer was still able to work from home two days a week. Uh, Commissioner Simpson found that she made seven requests to work from home. They were all approved except for the request to work from home for five years. Mm. So I think the, the, that the university had been quite reasonable. Mm. If they had given her all those other ones. And 
their council proposal seemed quite generous as well. You know, for the you know for a semester or a year. Yeah, let's just let's just get you to the next stage. Let's, mm. let's get to the next point. I often find, as an employer myself, it's not where it's it's a dumb argument to to engage in, to mm. say, no, no, I can't do five years full stop. Let's just get you to the next le mm. next point, and let's see where we're at then, because future is the future. Let's let's deal with let's deal with now. Name. Yeah, let's deal with what's happening right mm. now. Um, and they said it was implausible that the supervisor was attempting to pressure the lecturer and engage in unethical conduct that would fall within the meaning of bullying. So the whole thing was just uh, dismissed. But I, I thought this concept of asking to work from home for the next five years was just off, off the just wall. Just off the wall. <laughs> I, I'm interested to know what your opinion, though, and maybe this is more as an employer than anything, is... Prior to this, she had also filed, I think, two other applications for, not for the same facts, but for s similar disagreements, basically, with the, the lecturer, uh, with the, the university. This is now dating back, I believe, you know, it's going on sort of 10 years or something, this disjointedness between her and the lecture and, and her manager and, and the universities. What Constant happens, conflict. What happens next? Well, this is that, isn't it? I'm not sure this this scenario has has utility moving forward. Well, I mean, everyone could just suck it up and get back to work. She's working for home two days a week. I'm not sure she can. She's I'm not sure she can. Well, she can't then, you know, promote um, some type of performance improvement mm. plan, some type of disciplinary action in relation to just not getting on with the job properly, the constant obstruction or in the workplace maybe the relationship's broken maybe it's always been broken mm. you can't easily force a disgruntled employee to leave but you can attempt to make the workplace more palatable mm. and you do but that takes time and effort and not every employer has that time or effort so i don't know I mean, she's she's yeah. complained quite a lot. She wants five years to work from home. She's not getting that. She's not resigning. No, because if she didn't resign back then, she's not going to resign She's not going to resign now. I, I think there's just going to be conflict in the workplace moving forward. But it, it's sort of tough one when it comes to it because you've got the general protections provisions there. And you have an employee who is complaining so often yeah. and so... Um, why can't you... Meaningfully? Why, yeah. If it's meaningless, the complaints, I mean... Mm. I, guess, I think it's meaningless to argue with your employer that they're refusing to let you work from home for five years. Mm. But you have, a, you have a workplace right to agitate your claim. I think at some point it's not a complaint about what's happening, but more just complaining in general. Mm. And is it about your job anymore or just about trying to get what you want? Mm. You know, I, I wonder, um, but yeah, there is, there is an awful lot of, We've, we've also talked about this in previous mm. podcasts, the way sometimes we look at the system and it, and it does feel broken. Because I, I, I actually have a lot of sympathy for this university. He's, yeah, but an employee who is exercising so many workplace rights, putting you through whole litigations. Oh, you know, these the, aren't, the these aren't just... The time, the effort, the brain the space, the whole thing. These are big complaints, yeah. big exercises. And you'd almost feel... 
helpless. Because you've got an unprofit. I think this is a situation where you're getting a really an unprofitable employee, and you just you'd be. I don't know. Sort of, you're and in a state of stagnation. There's no, there's no evidence here that's been any offers of, you know, deals to leave or whatever. Mm. But it, you'd think at some point enough's enough. I don't know. I don't know if that has an easy mm. answer. I just thought it was uh, interesting that someone else for five years. I have another thing. Go on. This came up a couple of weeks ago, and I was fascinated by this. So, um, and and good on them. But there is an there was a company. Uh, that has recently announced that it will offer its employees, and I like the way it says employees, menstrual leave allowing anyone suffering from excessive period pain or other complications extra time off. Uh, I just think the, the language in the, in the broadcast is kind of generic, but we know who we're it talking. It can't be applied generically. <laughs> it can't be. Um, and it says it makes the studio one of the first companies in the industry to offer such a benefit to its staff. So we're talking about leave on top of personal. That's right. Because generally Extra. this would, would fall within personal. Yeah. Leave. Yeah. It says here, and and they did this this it, just to give you a bit of context mm. around this. Um, the, I'm not going to name the company because I'm just a little bit concerned about everything else that might go on here mm -hmm. but it says um, that the spokesman of this company said they estimate that this will amount to an extra day per quarter for employees I like the way they say employees on this point who take advantage of the extra time off um, but also told the outlet sorry but all but also told the outlet that staff members are free to take more time off whenever period pains occur Employees can also choose just to take a few hours rather than full days. Menstrual leave fosters inclusiveness by accepting that there are biological differences in the workplace. By giving additional days off for those experiencing menstrual pain, we acknowledge these symptoms to be real. The thing that comes to mind is I think it's discrimination. Discrimination! <laughs> I think at its highest. Um, it's situation where roughly about 50 percent of your workforce is going to not be eligible that's right just not be eligible full stop mm. just because they just because they don't suffer menstrual pains mm. and is there i mean I, I don't there know isn't any information about whether there is evidence a, requirements uh there's no evidence requirements here it's just um period pain or other complications i mean how do you prove you've got period pain well, in the same way you do with everything else, probably go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. But I mean, the doctor. You know my view on, on that. Yeah, the doctor's going to give you. prove that you've got period pains. I just. Th this, this story blows my mind because I like the feel of it. They're trying to be more inclusive, but by being more. And this, this, this goes. I, I, um, I'm not going to tell anybody whether this is an Australian company mm. or not, but I just really. I'm interested in this policy. And this goes to the heart of the anti-discrimination laws we have here in Australia because the reasons behind it aren't important. No, the it's why, The why is not important. And in this case, the company is genuinely trying to help women mm. who are suffering from menstrual pain. Mm. But in the process, 
I think, incredibly discriminatory towards men who are not suffering mm. it. Or women, in fact, who make a choice not to have their periods mm. and thereby not suffer period pains. Yep. I just just blows my mind that there's a policy out there that just is just so exclusionary. What they've failed to take into account is all of those factors. And what I think they should have done is if they have identified that the amount of personal leave which is given to employees is not sufficient enough to cover the normal person's days which in which they are unfit for work. So if in any year they get 10 days, but actually not most of the employees are actually unfit for work for 12, mm. 13, 14, something like that. I don't see any reason why they don't just increase that amount. Yeah, because, give it to everyone. Because it might be a situation where someone else is unfit regularly for something else. And I mean, everyone's you know, bodies and everyone's health situation is completely different. And they might also be, unfortunately, once every month, once every quarter, whatever, and be unfit because of but, migraines, for example. But there be. are no... This this policy is not assuming that, they are, that the women are able to take a particular number of days off. It no, is, it's an indefinite. It's an indefinite thing, only when they're experiencing period mm. pains. Um, it says here that um, the person who put this policy in place, the owner of the business, sorry, the, the culture and communications manager, said the new policy is experimental um, and it'll be evaluated throughout 2022. And these additional days off, see how they impact well-being, um, perhaps expand the policy next year. And they said that, and this person said that the policy was inspired by her own experiences that during a, uh, a woman of the company meeting, she brought the topic up and found other employees had similar stories and experiences. But again, we're talking about women talking about two women, about women's things. I just, we shared the same view on this matter and um, would appreciate the possibility to lay down and take most of the day off without sacrificing a regular paid day. I'm sorry, what? I think <laughs> you don't defeat discrimination with more discrimination. And, and how, how does this improve women's equality? Well, that's <laughs> the sad thing about this. The real loser is women. It's, sure, men might lose out on, I don't know, four days a year that they're yeah, pretty fine. Who cares? It's four days. <laughs> but the entrenchment, people are people. People are humans. And if you, if you want people to think equally, but you don't treat them equally, then you're asking others to do the same. And, you know, the natural... The natural uh, reaction to this is that the men of the workforce are not going to. The, the, They're the going to be there longer. The, 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 the lack of respect is going to only increase. I just, and that only the damage that causes is going to be far greater, far far greater than the damage of not being able to take leave once a month or once every quarter, as they predict. It just <clears throat> it brings me to um, a quote, and I'm going to quote it wrong. But Oscar Wilde in um, The Importance of Being Earnest, mm. uh, he wrote, and it was a woman talking to a woman, and there was a, there was a scene about two men making something make sense. Mm. Yeah. And she turns to her counterpart and she says, men are 
infinitely more superior when it comes to intellect of this type and it just you know you look at it and go <laughs> I mean that Oscar Wilde is a time of the past and I love his plays mm. but you just look at it and go we're driven back to the 1800s yeah, well, we're starting to separate people, and it's only going to create more issues. Women are the, women are the weaker type. So, well, that, that's what you're, you know, you're really encouraging that type of mindset. But I'm going to get a lot of people write in, and, and I'm going to get an awful lot of hate mail. But yeah. women don't need to have their periods. Mm, I mean, some do, but... Um, well, some do for, for, for pregnancy reasons and so on and so forth. But if you're not trying to get pregnant, you don't need to have your period. It's there, there's medication out there that allows you to skip that part of mm. the, the cycle. But what do you <laughs> what do you think? Do you think the ten days uh, that's on the end is some companies give more, some some do. Um, do you think it's enough? I mean, I know that's it's a very subjective kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it I, depends I, on you. Some I, people might be fine. Yeah, look, not. I do because we come across a lot of people a lot of people who have a crazy amount of leave days mm. and yes we do come across people who have zero but i think the balance is there mm. uh, that, that it's the balance we're, we're not talking about individual do you need more than 10 days off a year we're talking about as a workforce is 10 days enough and i think as a workforce we can say 10 days is yeah. enough yeah i agree i think uh, very rarely do we see situations where an employee who doesn't suffer from chronic pain? Yeah, like, chronic a, like a sort of medium to long term. I mean, that's if you're going to be out for three months, then yeah, you're going to use your sick leave. That's but that's not what the ten days are yeah. for. Yeah. But very rarely do we see uh, a situation where someone's just sick throughout the year, you know, bits and bobs here mm. and there, mm. and they've run out of sick leave. It's pretty rare. Yeah, and look, it really is. I, yes, you people with chronic illness, I get it. I have chronic pain. You turn up to work every now and again with back pain. I mean, we, we, we as a community understand that either we're ready to go to work or we're not ready to go to work. Mm. <laughs> but I don't think a policy like this is, is helpful no. a, from a lot of different angles. No, I think they should consider just increase. If, if they feel as though they need it, um, they should just yeah. increase the amount of personal. And make it 15, 14. Personally, days. I find it offensive to say mm. that women can't handle their jobs while also handling being a woman. You know, yeah, we, we've sucked it up for quite a long time. Anyhow, please don't write in and give me an awful lot of hate mail about my views. Oh, we, we can handle it. We can handle hate mail. Bring it on. That's water. That's... <laughs> Anyhow, hopefully you've enjoyed the law cast for today. We've had two very different cases. Somebody wanting five years off because of an in permanent and irreversible language uh, disorder and this, uh, this policy on menstrual leave. Yes, which I think they should rethink. I, I think it's very discriminatory, <laughs> which is why I haven't given any identifiers there, but it's incredibly discriminatory. I'd, I'd wait to see if but it this, gets this, challenged. This was a news article, so it's out there somewhere. Well, Someone knows about it. Found it. All right, well, on that note, yes. till next time from uh, Melanie and myself. Yes, thank you very much for watching and listening to the Lawcast. See you in two weeks. Yeah.